Hey guys, uh, we're back and uh, we've got two viewers uh, here already. Maybe I don't know if that's us, Justin, or if there's actually somebody watching, but welcome to uh, week five, six of South Texas Football Unlimited High School Football webcast, podcast, whatever. There he is, David Kokoda. How you doing, David? Uh, the Coastal Bend's first high school football podcast slash web webcast. Don't forget that some of the things it's we've been out of this game for so long, you know, and some of you new guys that are following us and we haven't been on the pod thing in a while. Uh, we are and we pride ourselves of being an, a non fact checking podcast. OK, so if, if we're getting a lot of stuff wrong, it's because we're not checking our facts. That's the way we roll. OK, that, that's just how it is. Yeah, uh, you know what it is? They're usually used to us being like five to ten minutes late. That's what it is. I know. And look, we are on time today. You know why? It's because Mercury's in retrograde. That's why I was reading about that today, you know, because I've been, dude, I've been so tired, not wanting to go to the gym and stuff. And uh, my wife, Rebecca, was telling me that she's like, you know, well, Mercury's in retrograde. And I was like, what, what, what does that mean? You know, I'm not I'm not an astronaut. So I had, so this morning in the van, I was looking it up and, and sure enough, that it's a, it's a phenomenon. If any of you guys are astronomers or anything and want to speak on Mercury being in retrograde, I think we got a couple more weeks on it. But uh yeah, so that's going on right now. So that's what I'm going to blame my my lack of motivation going to the gym. Uh, that's for. 100% then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a couple things we want to touch on before we uh, before we start the show this week. Our, uh, we started that breast cancer t-shirt fundraiser to, with a $500 goal to donate to uh, the American Cancer Society's uh, Making Strides Against Cancer. And thanks to a lot of you guys, uh, we made that goal and surpassed it. You know, we wanted a $500 goal. And uh, we uh, we got six hundred, so we're going to be donating six hundred dollars. We placed the order for the shirts uh, yesterday, so hopefully they will be here that first week of October. So you should be seeing them in your mail sometime. Hopefully, that first week of October, late that first week of October. So again, and thank you guys. Go ahead, Justin. Now, and don't forget to um, if you did miss out on the shirts, like I know it was a little pricey, right? Sometimes twenty five bucks, and people don't want to let go of that real quick. Uh, me and my wife went ahead and bought a bunch of bands on us that whatever we do sell, we're not pushing them super hard, but what we do sell, that's going to get tacked onto the $600 as well. It's kind of like a live strong band. It's bright pink says South Texas football limited with hashtag one five. They're pretty cool. Dalton kid sizes. Uh, I know a lot of the football players in the coastal bin wear them coaches that usually have them on. And I've always worn one of those uh, little live strong bands myself. So I thought it was kind of a neat little thing to add into that, um, straight out of our own pocket. But uh, anything sold in that uh, will be tacked onto the shirts, and it's uh, three bucks one band, two or five dollars for two bands, and those can be shipped as well on the house. So uh, you can hit us up if you would like one of those as well. Yeah. So again, guys, thank you. Uh, we're really excited about that. Uh, hey, look at that bomb said he'll take ten. You're the man, Robert. There go. There's, there's Robert checking in. Our faithful, one of our faithful. Um, Give him a story real quick on Robert. What did he, what did he help us with? Robert actually came up with our, actually when we were thinking of this podcast four or five years ago, uh, we were trying to think of a name that stuck, right? And of course, us being the professional and mature people we are, the first thing we think of is STFU, right? Yep. So then uh, it's like, uh, well, what? How do we? How do we? Why don't we roll football into that? So we kind of fit the name into the acronym. So uh, here thanks we are. to Robert. There's, yeah, and here we are now, right? And we don't even use the acronym anymore, right? So yeah. Yeah, What's that's, up, that's, that's how, how professional we are now. Hey, look at that! Oh, Jimmy, the the shirts are the shirts are done. Uh, 
but we appreciate that. But we will we'll more than than yeah. happily send you some of these bands. That that, that will be no problem. Yeah, we 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 closed out on the shirts last week. Uh, but thank you. And and if you know what, if there's enough of a demand, maybe we'll put in another order. Right. So Definitely. so we'll see. Um, man, there was some stuff I wanted to talk about before we got into everything, and and I already forgot. Um, Did you want to touch on the uh, uh, computer projections? Yeah, I guess we can get into that fodder, right? So, um, so today, Greg Tepper from Dave Campbell's Texas Football uh, retweeted or tweeted out today that as of week six, here is what the Dave Campbell's Texas Football computer projects for each UIL state championship game. That is today, uh, 6A D1, South Lake Carroll versus Galena Park North Shore. Uh, 6A D2, Denton Geyer versus Katie. 5A D1 Longview versus Richmond Foster. D- 5A D2 Argyle versus Fort Ben Marshall. If you guys are Cal Allen fans, you're very familiar with Fort Ben Marshall. Uh, and I, I don't mean that in, in any kind of uh, a jab or anything. We They had phenomenal athletes. Uh, 4A D1 China Spring versus Corpus Christi Cal Allen. Uh, 4A D2 Carthage versus Quero. 3A D1, Bushland versus Columbus. Grove, we've been telling you that all season. Arts. Hashtag state champs. Uh, 3A D2, Gunner versus Newton. Uh, 2A D1, this may be a surprise for some of you guys. Hawley versus Timpson. No Shiner, no Referio in that projection. So they're taking Region 3 over Region 4 right there because Timpson's the cats that usually uh, either battle off a of Shiner or uh, Referio. Yep, and uh, if you guys have been keeping up with Timpson this year, they've been kind of blowing up the media circuit. They are, they've got a quarterback out there that is outstanding. Uh, 2AD2, Wellington versus Mart. Uh, 1AD1, which is essentially your 6A ball, Ranklin versus May. And 1AD2, Benjamin versus Richland Springs. Richland Springs making the news today uh, because they suspended their head coach this last year the UIL did for recruiting violations or actually recruiting student athletes, not really uh, recruiting violations. So uh, that does happen. Um, Man. So that'll be pretty interesting. That is as of today, right? Week six, things can change, right? Injuries happen, things like that. Um, yeah, Robert, sorry. No skid more tying in. No tying um, in. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> uh, so that'll be pretty interesting to see how things unfold. Cal Allen, actually, they're they're rolling, right? You guys have, have, have seen what they're doing, and, and they're playing very well right now. Um, been hit by the injury bug a little bit. I don't know if they can afford any more injuries, um, no. to be honest with you. None, none of that that magnitude. Uh, but they do have that next, next man up mentality, so who knows, right? Who knows? There's always somebody waiting in the wings. Man, but there was something I wanted to talk about before we started, and it was just kind of general BS buffoonery, but man, it'll, it'll come to me later, I guess. Um, so let's jump into it. Justin, so our, our week five, right, our little week recap, some noteworthy issues. Falfurious, they take their first loss to San Antonio YMLA. Um, talking to some of our Falfurious folks, we got a big following of Falfurious. Actually, you know, we were looking at this new metric today the last couple of days, and, and apparently we're big in Indonesia. We're big in, in oh. pa- Pakistan and India. <laughs> apparently, that is or if that's just like IP. Oh, man, that's probably that spam that you get. Hey, watch this game here. You know, and because anytime yeah. we post something about a game, those the the spammers show up. I bet you that's what it is. But we did way, have the dude in England one time, though. That was cool. Remember yeah, that? he's still following us. Uh, Mark really? Foss, Mark Wright, Mark Wright. That's him, Mark. If you're watching again, hey, what's up? Uh, yeah, so they take their first loss, and it was a a pretty tight game. Um, 
the San Antonio team led three zero going to the half, and they just eventually took over. They said the uh, the kids were pretty big. I watched the forty second clip they had on Ace at twelve, and and uh, they just said that defensive line wore the offensive line down in the second half, and and they just they couldn't keep up. So is is and, that one of those uh, preparatory type type schools? Is that what that is? You know, I I'm not sure what. Uh, hey, Stephen, you're you're from up there. Uh, what is that San Antonio YMLA team? Is that like a prep school, or is it what is that? Uh, we'll wait for your response. Uh, yeah, so they lose 24 to six. And like I said, into that, going into that fourth quarter, it was six, six. And uh, it just, they kind of took over from there. Um, yeah, so about nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. I had notes here. I'm looking over it and I wasn't even paying attention to it. Yeah, nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. Foul couldn't keep up um, the deal at the D line for YMLA. Just, it seemed to be the difference in that game. Uh, Rockport, Fulton, Flower Bluff. Uh, I think we both had uh, Flower Bluff in that one. Okay, it, it is a prep school. Thanks, Steven. Yeah. Um, um, we both took, had flower bluff. Took the bluff. Um, I think I, you know, if you touch back on uh, on where we come, where we, where we, geez, where we came from, coming to that agreement, right? Was uh, I just think the bluff was more tested, right? Uh, we know the bluff's good. Young team, uh, lots of uh, young talent on that team as well, and they played some good preseason games, right? They kept within one point of uh, a Bernie school, which. Um, I, after watching GP play Bernie, um, I really think that Bernie team is going to do a lot of great things in their uh, 4A class. And I think they're actually going to be a team that Cal Allen might want to put on their radar coming forward in the playoffs because they got a lot of size and speed and they have a pretty good quarterback, right? So they played that team very well. So that for me was kind of the measuring stick, what I was going with off of, you know, what I thought Flyer Bluff would bring to the table. And, and, they, and they did the, the typical Flyer Bluff thing, right? There was nothing that jumped off the page for me, uh, uh, Jaden Paseo. 17, 25, 218, and four TDs. I mean, that's a really solid day, but that's something you've kind of come to expect with the bluff. If the run game's not there, they, they usually have a, a quarterback that can move the ball kind of precisely down the field, and that's something they did. They they took advantage of that Rockport defense that uh, I think we've all agreed upon is just kind of struggling right now, right, to find that uh, just real groove and get going. So, um, you know, A-Cyber on the other end, 10, 26, 104. I don't think he had any TDs, but – you know, Bluffs back in the win column. They're two and three. Uh, Rockport goes to two and three as well in the year, and uh, they begin district play this week. So, I think Flyer Bluff also is on a bye this week. That district's on a bye, or is it? Is it like the Flyer? Is it like the Corpus District where like GP Flyer Bluff and these schools around here are on buys? You know, I didn't look into it that far, but that sounds about right. If Flyer Bluffs on the bye this week, GP's on the bye this week, and there there are a lot of schools across the state that are on the bye this week. So it's a it's a very big bye week. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Real quick, was that what you want to talk about, or you want to expand on the the shortage of referees? Since I mean, I, that's kind of where we're getting with like the Thursday games. And I think why some of these districts are taking a whole week off, right? Is was that what you were thinking about? No, that wasn't it. I don't remember what it was, but uh, Latacha, yes, he does. Uh, he's a he's a wide receiver over there. He's got great hands, and he's a sophomore. So yeah. him and Jaden are developing yeah. that uh that quarterback uh wide receiver relationship very early. He's a great ball player. I, I know we featured him on our TikTok with a couple of grabs he made in that Cal Allen game, uh, but keep an eye on him. He's very good. Cameron Dixon. He's very good. Keep an eye on him. Number nine, I believe. Yeah. Um, so pretty much, I mean, that was the 38, 13 win for the bluff. You know, I think we both kind of came to agreement on that one for sure. Yeah. So next up was sitting in Lavernia. Uh, I think you had, I think we both had sitting in this one. Um, I took, I took Sinton. I went it one more time with Sinton. Yeah, it was sitting at home. And, uh, you know, Sinton hasn't lost a whole lot under Michael Troutman there at home. And, uh, you know, this one kind of slipped away from him. You know, I, I watched the uh, I watched the second half of this game. And because uh, Sinton was up 
20 to zero at one point in the third quarter. And uh, man, just some, some things happened. Uh, Braden Brown, uh, Braden Brown went down in the uh, fourth quarter, probably early fourth quarter, and didn't come back in after a, a quarterback keeper. And uh, the backup came in and, and, and didn't do actually didn't do a very bad job. Um, sitting out gained Lavernia 448 to 307. Uh, but it, it, these things happen and they snowball. You know, there was a pick six that, that Lavernia had. Uh, Brown went out in the fourth quarter. There was a trick play touchdown that was blown coverage. Uh, actually, it was a trick play for a touchdown and blown coverage on back to back possessions that, that actually got Lavernia ahead in that game. And, and they just kind of held on to that lead. Um, it was a shocker. You know, I'm pretty sure the home crowd was, was, was surprised. It was, it, it was a pretty exciting game in the second half. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it just, it, it just, it kind of, the wheels fell off in that game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you look at it though, uh, the, the, the key bright spots though, for Sinton was, and you know, Brown was 20, 28, 267, two DD, two TDs. And then Jacoby James, nine catches for 145 yards. So, you know, they're, they're offensively, I think they're getting better. Uh, we both said early on that the defense for the Sin team it was, for me, the strong point. Obviously, I think the offense was lacking a little bit compared to the couple of years past, you know, when you had, when they were kind of a little more loaded up in the backfield. But, um, you know, that is a bright spot. I, I One-point loss, I mean, that's tough to swallow, especially at home. They bust out the new the new, the new jumbo screen, right? So Which looks very nice. Looks very yeah, nice. Good, so you know that's that's kind of a, a bummer. You know they go to two and three. Lavernia is now three and two. So Sins got to start gearing up for the a playoff run through district here. If, uh, they want to you know keep that momentum rolling. Yeah, I, w- I will say on that sitting defense, Logan Dewald had a heck of a game on the defensive side of the ball, and and so did Cooper Dawkins. Um, very very large kids for a for a small four A school playing on that defensive line there for sitting. So they 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 played a very good job and a very good a very good game and. Like I said, you know, some of these things happen and, and they snowball and yep. just gets out of control. You got anything else on that one? No, that was that was pretty much it for me on on the Sentinel. I, I was just curious if it was might have been Hanson. Was it Tyler Hanson that came? No, in? it it was not Hanson. Uh, man, I, I I meant to write his name down. I didn't write his name down. It was a Hispanic. Yeah, kid. Was the, he was actually battling for that starting job when he got hurt. At the, I think the Cuero scrimmage. In so, the Cuero scrimmage, yeah. They're, they're getting they're kind of eating up a little bit with injuries too. That's they're they've been eating up with that injury bug as well. Yeah, if there's any sitting fans that are that are in here watching, um, hit us up with that quarterback's name. I can't remember. I guess I could look it up if I need to. Um, but surprises of the week, there was a, there was quite a few. Um, the big one that stands out was uh, Orange Grove, San Diego. Orange Grove twenty-seven, San Diego six. Yeah. Uh, um. Coming. Yeah, really? I, I did not either. I thought this game was going to be a shootout. I thought it was going to be very close. Um, but we did get some defensive highlights from, from an orange Grove player and for, and obviously it's a, it's a highlight, right? It's a snapshot in time, but in those seven, six, seven highlights, man, I mean, the offense really couldn't do very much. Obviously, like I said, it is a highlight. It is an emphasis on the defensive side of the ball. Um, but they had a running back, um, who was also, we'll save that for the highlight reel, but he ran for 284 yards. Um, so it looks like they picked apart that defense with the run game. Oh, Sergio's saying that San Diego quarterback got, got injured. He heard, not sure what time well, of the game. So that's something to look into. Yeah, we didn't hear a whole lot about it. There wasn't a whole lot of coverage on it. And uh, I mean, it makes sense. Normally, RJ, uh, they usually send in a lot of the highlights. They usually mess, he, uh, you know what I mean? They keep us updated with how they did because RJ's 
been on the show before. So, I mean, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. You know him going down. I mean, he's the key to that offense, right? If San Diego loses RJ, they're, they're in a bind. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Um, so that was that was the one that stood out the most to me so far. Okay, so after – oh, so Ethan Ortiz, there's our defensive player right there, went out in the fourth quarter after a couple of hits. So he played the game. Um. Good job. Yeah. So yeah, thank you guys. So Ethan's watching that. We got see, look at that. We're getting the players watching. That's what we want, guys. That we're here to show that we're here to talk about y'all. So uh we enjoy the interaction. And 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 if like I said, we are a non-fact checking podcast, so we're gonna miss a lot of stuff. So we appreciate you guys filling us in. Um, yes, Jerry, that is correct. Uh, Orange Grove's quarterback was is Mark Lopez, uh, formerly of, of Banchetti. And uh we went out there the preseason and uh and kind of talked to him, and it was kind of a surprise when we were out there. Um that he was there. I think you can go back to our, did we do a show? I know we yeah. talked about it somewhere. No, we did not have him on the show, but we've no. talked about him. I previously. think we talked about how we were surprised that he was out there. Yeah. Um, Another big one. I actually, I've got a clip to, uh, to share with you guys. It's, it's not a very big school, but however, comma, the Benavides, the Benavides Eagles got their first win in the last two years. Um, It was a, a 36 to zero win over mission veterans uh jv squad now before for you before you say okay hey it's it's a jv squad benavides has a high school enrollment of 86 okay 86 kids go to that high school not in the senior class not in the junior class they are playing with with six man numbers um so we actually got a few highlights sent in and this is of their quarterback, um, and his highlights are here. So I'm just I'm not going to uh, spoil anything here. Um, Guillermo, but he goes by Memo Fraga is their quarterback. Had 139 rushing yards on three attempts and three touchdowns uh, for 70 yard, 79 yards and another touchdown. Um, so they had a, a very good game, and uh, they're very excited. Uh, Coach Zubia is. Uh, He's been there the last couple of years. He's a friend of ours. And, uh, you know, this is his first head coaching stop, and he's just trying to get these kids to believe, and and, and things like this are, are, are what's going to get them there. Right? So congratulations to the Eagles. We we think we'll, we'll see a few more wins out of you guys this year. So uh, congratulations. And and Kat, um, our girl over at 22 Photography, does not chime in here, but that is it. Uh, Justin Velis, number 18. That was the backup for sitting that came in. It was not Tyler Hansen. And uh, and he played a very, very, uh, a very decent game for that quarter. You know, he didn't make any mistakes, didn't turn the ball over. It's just, you know, you get a quarterback in there who's not used because, you know, Hanson, I think, was the backup. And uh, you kind of treat him with kid gloves at first, right? You kind of baby him in and, and baby step him in. And, and that could be what happened. Um, but congratulations to the Eagles. Um, the next one that we saw, Santa Rosa and George West. Um, Santa Rosa, Santa Rosa wins that one 14 to 12. That they kept, was, uh, George West, they kept George West in check. I mean, that was the big one, right? Yeah. George West just came off that big win over Mathis. You know yep. what I mean? A lot of, uh, a lot of stats turned over in that Mathis game. And then, you know, I'm looking at this thing, Jake Snyder. Uh, he was only six of 16, 68 passing yards, ran four times for 27 yards and a touchdown, you know? So Santa Rosa's defense came uh, came to play big time right there and, and locking George West up. I think that takes the horns to what one and four in the year. So they're kind of yeah. trying to find themselves a little bit, right? Yeah, and and yeah, from Santa what I heard, they were battling a few injuries that game. Uh, Santa Rosa now on the flip side of that is four and one. 
And, you know, we were kind of kind of hesitant on that, right, Justin? Because, okay, they were coming to this game 3-1, and one, but they, they really hadn't played anybody. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, nothing. Yeah. And, and, and the one team that they did play, that they lost to, right? So we, we, we didn't know how to take them. They're in the Valley. So, you know, after digging, doing some of our research, um, they're actually a very big squad. They have a very big offensive line, which is a very – they down there, you know, these Valley kids on these offensive line, they, they sell a lot of kids to D1 football. And uh, for a 3A school, a small 3A school, they have a very big offensive line, large tight end. They run the spread, but they like to run out of the spread. And they're saying their running backs are like six foot running backs. They're like really? running back, running backs. Yeah. So um, they have a very strong secondary. Um, Who do they, they play this week? This week they play Odom. My house are going down to the valley, and it, and it could be man. I hate to, it could be an zero six start, man. Um, I, I wasn't going to get into that yet, uh, but yeah. So from what I'm hearing, George West tried to alter their offense to their defensive game plan, and that's usually not the way you want to go about things. If that's if that's the way it went, right? I don't know if I would have done that. Um, I think I would have played my my ball game, and uh, went forward with it that way. But I mean, I'm not a coach, right? I'm 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 an operator who turns valves and, uh, <laughs> and, and I, and I, and I don't fact check on a podcast, but uh, so, so that's what happened. They just said George West got real conservative uh, down there towards the end. George West had a chance to win it. Missed the field goal. Oh, see, uh, I didn't see that. I did not. Yeah. That. Yeah. So they had their chances and uh, it, it just didn't happen. Um, so that was a surprise there. I just didn't give Santa Rosa enough credit. Uh, just looking at their schedule. You know what I mean? I, I, well, I, we I didn't. It, thought it was, it was just a combination of playing, you know, lesser opponents. And I really did think, you know, after watching what George West did to Mathis, uh, that they would kind of handle that game a little better. Yeah. And yeah. It didn't seem to be the case. You know, and yeah. we didn't know. We didn't know what George West or what, what Santa Rosa is bringing to the table. They're in the Valley, right? And, and you know, to be fair, you know, those Valley papers don't cover Santa Rosa a lot. You know, digging, trying to find what they're what, what they're doing to try to do your research. And, and there was nothing. There was a little blur. Hey, they beat Mathis or beat George West, which was essentially it. So, so watch out for the Warriors, man. Um, they could be a contender for that district championship here in, in, in small three. Um, that would be the crazy. next, the next surprise it's tale of two, tale of two halves, right? Beville and Quero. Um, if you guys saw the, saw the final of that, it was a, uh, 82 to 28, right? Um, 53 points in the, in the second half, 53 yeah. points in the second half. So, down going into yeah. the half it was 28 21 Quero, right um talking to our guy jr who was at that game or he may have not have been at the game he may have just been watching it uh shout out jr castillo that's our buddy uh you know i, I watched the second half because i want to see what's gonna happen i'm not watching these complete games it's a lot of, it's a lot of games to watch and i got i got other stuff i got to do uh we had four or five games up in a non-disclosed location yeah, it, it looked like a war room with everything that was going on in there. Uh, what, but what, what Jr. said, you know, is that Quero's defense had a little trouble in that first half trying to figure out Beville's offense. You know, if if you've seen the way uh, Coach Sosa runs that offense, it's it's a little tricky, right? Um, but once they adjusted in the second half, um, the offense really, the defense, Quero's defense, kind of kept, well, did keep Beville's offense in check and. You know, whenever Quero had the ball, you know, they were just getting to their playmakers and that speed just, it was too much. Those kids are fast out there. They're fast and they're very aggressive. They put up 744 yards of total offense in that game. 744 total yards of offense from Quero. That is, 
unheard of. That's a lot, man. That's and, a lot. and to me, what what was uh, strange about that is, is the fact that the game was relatively close for the yeah. for the most part. Because I think I want to say what started the third quarter. Maybe it was me. We were sitting there talking, and I was like, "Man, like," because I picked Cuero to beat him by like three or four scores. I think I said it was going to be close, and then. I was like, man, dang, I got that one. I was kind of off on that, you know. And the next thing you know, I turn over and you're like, dude, look at this game. And it was like, at that point, almost a 30-point spread mm-hmm. out of nowhere. So, you know, that's typical Quero flexing that athleticism they got as usual. And, you know, their defense came around, right? You know, Sean Burks is having a tremendous year out there, middle linebacker. Um, he's a excellent athlete, uh, excellent recruit, uh, anyone that sees him play. He did a very good job his first week against Ruben Owen. So Sean Burks is definitely someone that you should watch out for. And people in the Coastal Men ought to root for him because he's a good kid. And he's uh, just another kid that made the All-State last year as well. So Sean Burks, number four from Quero. I think it's number four this year. Anyways, yeah, just four. I guess hot outside. He's got, he's got a lot of good stuff to offer. And um, he's playing in a really good program right now. Yeah, the other kid, I think he's the other linebacker out there, is uh, Brant, Brant Patek. Paytech, um, that yeah, that kid's a, he's a hell of an athlete too. You put both those guys there in the middle, and it's very hard to move the ball on those guys. So I mean, there's a reason they're projected to go to the state championship by the computers, right? For sure. And 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 what does that say about Cal Allen? Right? I mean, they're right there. You know what I'm saying? They're right there. So that region four is gonna be interesting once it starts unfolding, right? From the uh, Four AD one spot, you know, Cal's yeah. going to be right there in the thick of it. Uh, like I said, Bernie's going to be in the thick of it, so it's going to be, you know, come playoff time around here. If your team don't make the playoffs, you have something to kind of cheer for and look out for. So keep keep that one on there, and then go for Quero. They're part of the Coastal Bend too, and uh, they're yeah. right on the edge of it, but they're they're part of it. So you know what I mean. Every time they get a chance to represent Region Four, it's it's exciting as well. Yep. So you know, keep Quero on the list of uh, teams to kind of cheer for as the season progresses. Yeah, and, and I think Sergio Sergio summed it up best as far as talking Coastal Bend. You know, if they're playing the Coastal Bend All-Star coaches, coaches they're game, here. I mean, they're the Coastal Bend, right? They're in here. I mean, sounds fair enough. Um, So that brings us to our game of the week. That's so your team, I to, boy. I had to do something Monday. <laughs> and, and I was actually trying to get the video sent to me, and uh, it, it wouldn't come through. I guess it was too big. I, I, let me see if it actually showed up now this time. I'm, I'm, I'm digging through my email here real quick. Let me see if it showed up. If it didn't, that's just – that's just. Uh, Is this the video you happen to hand over the trophy? Yeah. Yeah. It's Man, it's not coming through, um, which is weird because I've sent a lot larger videos to myself, and uh, it's come through. Yes, so it Jerry. did not come through. Yes, Jerry's catfishing. So, uh, yeah, so, <laughs> so I, I I can't find it. Well, I can't. I guess I could show you on my phone, but what good does that do? Um, the back the back road brawl, right? So we we got a trophy, guys. Uh, we were very hush about it uh, throughout the week, and because uh, we we wanted it to be a surprise, and and we wanted uh we wanted folks to get excited about it, but we we sponsored a trophy. Uh, we came up for a name for a game and, and, and we sponsored a trophy. We, and, and, uh, we kind of stayed away, like I said, from, from battle because everything is the battle out here, battle of this battle of that. And, uh, we wanted to do something different. So we went with, uh, with the backyard brawl, back road brawl. Sorry. Back road. road, It it just rolls off the tongue. Damn, uh, damn West Virginia and, and, uh, Penn state. 
But uh, here's our trophy right there, guys. We got a trophy. And, uh, you know, Taft broke a 13-game losing streak to Odom in this game. And uh, a very exciting game. If uh, if you guys watched, it was on it was on Real Sports Live. Um, man, Odom, it, it just second halves, man. It it, it can't finish. They, it, it, I don't know what it is. They're they're just not. They had, a, they had a lead going into the fourth quarter in this game, and and just mistakes again. These these little mistakes keep getting them. They, they keep getting bit. You watched it a lot more than I did because I was watching the. Uh, I basically watched GP blow the doors off Portland Block, and once that kind of got out of reach, I switched. Over. I kind of scooted over and started trying to watch the, the last you know quarter and a half with you of the Odom and Taft game. And for a long time there, uh, I was convinced Odom was going to win it. It seemed like everything was going in their in their favor. Uh, every time it seemed like Taft got a little momentum, they would they would either cough the ball up or or something would happen and it would set them back, you know, and then. Uh, was it Acosta finally busted through? He they had that one drive, man, where he just took it down the sideline and yeah, used yeah. size size and speed, and they got the lead. And it was like, oh, and there it is. And uh, I still though at that point thought to myself, you know what, you know, Hunter Dawson's had a really good year. He's had a couple mishaps the last couple weeks. It seems like the same scenario keeps playing out for him, right? He gets down there, and they're like they're within a yard or two of tying the game or winning the game, and it's like they can't punch it in. They can't punch it in. So the script was being set for him, you know, and, uh, you know, you have a little better insight on it. The only thing I thought was kind of mesmerizing, just looking at the stat lines, was 500 yards and four touchdowns from Acosta and Suarez from Taft. You know, that's crazy. Yep. And a yep. game that, that, honestly, I felt like Taft or Odom kind of had more control of for the most part. You know, they did. You get 500 total yards to two outstanding athletes like that uh, and still have a pretty good grip on winning, you know. Uh, what's beat up? a moan. Sorry, yeah, beat a moan. Beat a moan. Uh, checking in. Texas, a Longhorn insider. Uh, anyways, yeah. So you can tip your little spill uh, towards the very end of that game with with Taft and Noma. Just the little things I saw right there. I was a little shocked, you know. Uh, they went on that deep. They went. They went for the deep shot. You know what I mean? And they had a lot of time left. And I felt like with the way Hunter moves the ball with his legs, he had just did it the play before to keep that drive going. I was a little shocked they took the uh, deep shot with like about what is it, about forty seconds left. 50, Fifty seconds left, yeah. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't hate it taking the taking the shot downfield, but it was double coverage and it was just wasn't really. I don't think is it's Hunter's bread and butter sometimes that deep throw. So it's kind of a kind of a tough way to go down right there. Yeah, and and you know, Taft, JJ, and and Sean, we work with Sean's mom as well. Um, out at, at our at our location so uh she's very proud of of the way they've been and i think i got on, i got messages right away hey we're waiting for you for the trophy we're waiting we're waiting and i went by myself nobody was there to go with me cat was at a photo session justin was at work so i had to go do this thing by myself and i told these kids they, they had a good laugh out of it i told them i was an odom guy and it hurt it hurt a lot to give that trophy uh but they loved it man they were excited about it Oh, Coach Castellano was excited about it, so that's good, man. I mean, mission accomplished on our end, right? They'll bring it back. We'll get it back next year, and it'll be – it's one of those things where, you know, Odom has a chance to put it back in their trophy case, right, or Taft can take it back home. So that's going to be fun, and it'll be interesting to keep up with. But I would have I would have uh, paid some good money, though, to watch you walk in there in the, the big city of Taft and present that trophy to those kids, though. <laughs> yeah. Where Taft gear had they won to present oh, it. I don't have anybody to make a bet like that with, though, man. You know, I Maybe. actually – I did Taft? that a couple 
I did that a couple of years ago with, uh, with, with during COVID. You know, we had to pick up games, and uh, I'm uh, I'm friends with a board member, uh, the board president up at Natalia, and we picked up a game with Natalia. And uh, man, it I, I don't think we had played them since uh, the Odom semifinal year in the playoffs when we went to we lost to Corrigan Camden. Uh, but I, I made a bet with him. It was a jersey bet. You know, I had to wear if I if Natalia won, I had to wear a uh, I had to wear a Natalia football jersey to my board meeting, and yeah. uh, and vice versa. And well, Natalia got the best of us that that game, and so I had to sit through our board meeting with the Natalia football jersey on. So I'm good for my bets, right? I'm good for it, but there's I don't know if I'll make those anymore. That was a, that I got was a Ganado. I got I got Ganado. The yeah, I do. Too. I I do too. No cat. Oh, there no, is. there she is. No yes. cat. I'm not taking those. I'm not year. making. I'm not making bets anymore. You have no. You have no board meeting to go to to wear a jersey cat. Every single year, <laughs> she can do a whole game in the in the, in the previous <laughs> team's uh, jersey or shirt at Taft. That would be a good one. So so we started the tradition. So that that's good, right? So hopefully that that keeps up long after we uh after we go that far. Um, prediction on Somerset and Antonian, you know, Antonian's one of those schools that they can, they can kind of openly recruit, right? It's a private school in San Antonio. I, I, I don't know too much about them this year. I know what Somerset brings to the table. Um, Somerset, just cause. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Just because, right. I, I don't know anybody from Antonian. We, they're not following us. We got some followers in Somerset. Let's go dogs. And, and yeah. Strunky's there, right? So Strunky's there. So we really got a name there. Right. So, hey, Holland's there. That's a great game. That's what he's saying. So he's Brandon Holland, another guy up in San Antonio, who's our San Antonio plug. A uh, lot of good information. If you're not following along the wire on Twitter, a um, lot of good information on there. He's always doing the Twitter spaces in there. Jump in there and, and jump in that guy's mind. Big um, guy. Yeah. Yeah. Big Longhorn UTSA guy. All right. So I think that's it. You got anything else you want to copy on or no, jump man. on from last week? That was it. it, it that kind of takes us right into the little helmet stickers. You know, you know. Actually, I do want to say one one quick thing. Okay. Uh, Miller blowing the doors open on Ray. Right. Uh, that was that was oh. big. That was a that was one of the games we had as a noteworthy game. Right. Hall of Fame game. And you know they're still running the two quarterback system, but there was a lot of good things I think that that, that Miller did. Is uh, you know obviously you got to touch on it. They that was one of our games. So yeah. Miller continuing to impress. Yeah, and yeah. just what and we thought was going to happen. You know they they. I don't know if Ray kept it close for a while, but I mean, they, they were, I mean, they, they played. They shocked me. They got 17 on the board. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Mike, you know, Mike was very upset. We work with this guy, Mike, <laughs> who's uh, his kids go to Ray and he was all excited about that game. And I think was midway, midway, through the, midway through the first quarter, he kind of stopped watching and, and just kind of went about his own thing. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? All right. So uh, without further ado, All right, our helmet sticker segment brought to you by 97 Sports Promotions. If you are in the market for a new logo design, a new helmet, a new decal vendor, hit up our friend Doug over at 97 Sports Promotions. He will take care of you. Again, they uh they do mini helmets as a great fundraiser, banquet gifts. Reach out to him. Very good pricing. Does not did not really take the COVID hit too hard. So he's very reasonable prices. Doug Doug will take care of you at ninety seven Sports Promotions. Um, good guy. So 
we've got a few highlights and uh, a lot of repeat offenders this week, right, Justin? Yeah, definitely. Hey, I so, mean, this is one of the things, man. You send the stuff in, you, the tape looks good. We're going to put you on here. And, and, you know, it's the dudes that kind of stuck out a little bit for the week. I mean, that's the segment. So roll it. Yep. Let's bring it up real quick. Let me uh, share my screen here a little bit and uh, we will go. I think we're going to have sound on this. So you should be able to hear this. Um, just as a little in, choppy, just on the on the on the uh, audio coming through. I'm not sure if that's you just trying to load the video or not, but just heads up on that. Okay. There we, there we go. Here's our first repeat offender, Kellen Brown from Referio. He only played a half. I think most of his stats came in the first quarter. This game was out of control after the first quarter. I think they scored 48 points in the first half. Excellent little grab there by King coming out of the backfield. I mean, some of these could be multiple player highlights on this one, you know? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Referio having a big game coming up this week against Three Rivers, 5-0 and versus 4-1. and yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. the game of 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 the game Test test me. 40 40 40 40. 40. We chat chat. We chat chat. I can't see my comments right now, Justin, so you have to read the comments to me. Okay. Okay. I got a lot, I got a lot of feedback. 41-22. Seems like it was a lot higher than that. So Colton, this kind of surprised me. He's playing on the defensive side as well. He does a good, a good job, job on the rest. Rest. Very athletic. Skylar Ruba, if you guys hadn't heard that name very much this year, one punt return touchdown, two interceptions, one pick six, 160 all-purpose yards, and two touchdowns. I like the way this guy moves. He's very shifty. And that, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I get caught up on leg movement, right? And his his leg movement is very yeah, reminiscent yeah, yeah, to me yeah, of, of Jordan Shipley. Jordan, Jordan Shipley. Shipley, yeah. That's a good, good, good comparison. comparison. David, David is, is running. Running. I'm just curious. curious. Definitely 
Here's Ethan Ortiz, defensive and outside linebacker from Orange Grove. Five solo tackles, four assists, and a sack. Very nice. Very nice day of work. I was telling Justin earlier, I like the way he pursues down the line when the ball's going away from him. I think we just saw that on the last play. That's very good technique. Those dudes are top, top, man. You're going to get blocked. You just got to get a pitcher and on. on. Now you're, now you're 15 yards. Yeah, I'm still, still. Wondering what happened. Yeah, what happened. Nice, nice, nice. And we got a, a hog molly here in this one. Eddie Kokoda, right tackle of CC Vets. Ended up with a little pain changes this game against Moody. Number 64, right? Yeah, number 64. Justin, you're an offensive lineman. I mean, what, or were an offensive lineman. He's got a good technique. technique. Very, very good. Very good. Oh, cool. 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 Lead Goldsby, defensive end Gregory Portland, five tackles, one sack, one block field goal, one block punt. Season monster. monster. Yep, number twenty-one, number twenty-one on the jersey, number one in your hearts. There you go. There you go. Opposite end of the field, game. make and catches up to the guy and makes the play. He's got, He's really, got really good. good. He's one of those dudes on the next day that watch him and he. Can impact 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 Everybody's favorite, right? Bryce Burnett, 214 passing yards, two touchdowns, in in probably a half of football. They pulled him out on that. That's what I think. I think this this was a it was like 40 something to seven maybe in this game. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, and a lot of these. I mean, that there goes to Skyler. We saw that that highlight earlier. A lot of stuff. You know. 
I like to see the passing game coming out of the Wildcats, man. It's, uh, I like it. I've said for a long time. They've always had athletes. They've always had three quarterbacks. I mean, when they have Ryan Ryan do change the state, they have a lot of success. You know, I think Coach Campbell's going to be something for a minute. Here's last week's helmet sticker, my helmet sticker award winner. Again, two punt return touchdowns and the receiving touchdown. We watched him. Crazy, 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 crazy. Yep. Yeah, we uh, when we played the sticker last week, we were out at their practice and. He's a heck of an athlete, man. Very good. Very good athlete. You know, we kind of talked about it before the show, but, you know, TM could be undefeated in district. By the time they play so against Cal Island, you know, they've got two of the top defenses in the state. I think Cal Island's four and Tulsa Midway six, but TM will face Alice the week before they play Cal Island. So that should be an interesting game as well. Big time. And then here's Reed Dooms, right? The sensational sophomore we've been hearing about all season. He's having a heck of a year. He's making big throws better and better. Yeah, there's. I think it's on this next play right here where he splits the safeties here. I mean, just puts the ball in a very nice spot. Yeah, it's this one. Yeah, it's down here. Red And then I, I cut it off too soon. I think I, I did it on accident, but there's another one. He does another one in the almost the exact same spot where the that's even closer than that. We got one highlight here, but like I said, this is probably the telltale that tells you how Orange Grove won this game. 284 rushing yards and two touchdowns. Good game, man. And uh, let's close that. Those are our helmet stickers for the week. Yep. All right. So who do you got, Justin? I'll let you lead off. Man, right now, you know, I we've got a lot of stickers. And, and last week was our first week. Um, I think I'm going to go with two players this week. I'm going to, my first one's going to go to Skylar Rubio from Cal Allen had a heck of a game on both sides of the ball, offensively and defensively. And I'm going to give my other to orange Grove's defensive end, Ethan Ortiz. Congratulations, boys. No, uh, AC, we didn't get any highlights, man. 
We got to um, get the highlights, AC. We, we got to get the highlights, man. That's why we stress it. Send them in. Send them in. That's the whole point of the helmet sticker segment, man. We're, we're showcasing these kids. What they put out was what they put out. And believe it or not, he didn't have a weak highlight. He had his season highlights, and that's that's too much. We can't pull from that. Um, um, <laughs> uh, it takes a lot, Sergio. It takes a lot, man. Uh, so Skylar Rubio and uh, and Ethan Ortiz. Thank you, guys. I mean, with that, thank you for sending your stuff in and congratulations, Justin. Who do you got, man? I'm gonna go ahead and go with uh, Kakota as our first offense alignment. I respect it. Four pancakes in the game that's good work. And then I'm gonna go ahead and hit uh, Reed Dooms. Reed Dooms splitting the safeties. That was the most impressive throw of the week for me. So, Reed Dooms and Kakota. Guys, send us your information. If we can't make it to your practice, we'll definitely get it in the mail and get it out to you. Obviously, we'd like to make it to the practice. Um, it was really cool going out to uh, Teloso Midway last Sorry. week and, and, and presenting it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, man, we, we'd love to get out to your practice and do it. Hopefully, with your coaches, it's okay because um, a lot of coaches don't like them, right? They don't they don't wear them. They like the helmets to be uniform. Um, but it'll, it should be good, man. It was good. Uh and that leads us to our, actually our, our game of the week, right? Week six. So our game of the week this week is, and I'm pretty sure it's everybody's game of the week this week, is uh, Referio and Three Rivers. We kind of mentioned that already, right? So don't know a whole lot about Three Rivers team because there's not a lot of coverage out there, man. There, there, there just isn't. Um, so just based on what we're seeing, um, I'm, I'm just gonna have to go with Refurio on this one. Just sight unseen. Um, I got Refurio as well. No doubt. I think they got, uh, I think they got it going in the right direction right now. Um, four and one, three rivers, I think might actually give them a little bit of a, a contest in the first half of it, but I, I take Refurio to pull away in this one. You know, we know coach Aaron, we know what he brings to the table. He's got good good coaching and good game plans. I think they're going to do a really good job uh, of uh, bringing it to three rivers this week. And that's not disrespect to three rivers. That's just, nope. that's just the power that Rafael brings. Nope. And, and we'll be there. We'll be there since it's our game of the week. We'll be out there Friday and uh, hopefully we'll be there for a whole game. We're planning on staying for the, for the half. We'll see what happens. If it's a, if it's a tight ball game, we may stay for the whole game. We'll see. Right. Um, so that takes us to our week six, interesting games. All right. So now Thursday night, so there's a couple of Thursday night games. You got Miller and Victoria, Victoria East, which will be on the CW. I think that's the uh, the Thomas J Henry game of the week for Channel Six. So I think that will be televised. Um, I could be mistaken, uh, but I think it is. Um, and Lyford and Bishop, right? So Bishop's kind of been up and down based on what we're seeing so far from them this season. They they started out pretty strong and they've lost a couple of games um, as of late. Um, Lyford. Very strong team and a contender for that that big three A crown in the district yeah. against San Diego and and whatnot. Okay, it is televised. Thank you, David. Uh, we'll get out there Thursday night, catch a half of that ball game, and 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 get a look at at uh, Osmar Martinez and, and company coming up from the from the Rio Grande Valley and, and see what they have to offer. Right now, personally, I I get a team that I get attached to during the season, usually out of the area. Couple years ago, it was Winthorst. Remember, we had that that oh, yeah, update with with Winthorst. This year, I'm, I'm kind of fixating my my stuff on on Lyford this year. Um, I like what they've got. I like what they're doing. They're a spread team that runs an up tempo spread, 
and uh, but they run out of it mostly, and they can throw if they need to, and they got that set of tw- those set of twins back there. So I'm I'm anxious to see these guys on Thursday night and and see what they bring. So if you guys are out there, if they got any Bishop or Lifeford fans that are out there, uh, say hi, man. We'll be out there, probably straight out of work. Um, may go to the cop's house and shower at his house, but we'll see what happens before we get out. <laughs> we may show up in our clown suit. I think we're welcome there. Yeah, we'll see. Justin, you got any anything on Lifeford Bishop? Not really, man. I think it's gonna be uh. A pretty good game, though. Okay, next up, Bramonville and Sitton. What do you got on that one? I'm taking Sitton in this one, man. I think I think they bounce, rebound pretty well in this one. Um, Raymondville's coming off a, a big loss to, to Ingleside last week. I think Ingleside's a team to be keeping an eye on. Ingleside's looking pretty good. Got an explosive offense. But I think Sitton's going to rebound nicely and get themselves back in the one column this week as well. I think so, too. I, I, I'm anxious to see what's, what's going on with Brown. I don't think it was very serious. The three, six, four guys were saying he had his helmet and stuff back on there late in the game. Um, I hadn't heard anything um, in the sewing circle that I'm usually hanging around there and sitting. I hadn't heard anything about it yet. Uh, so, so we'll see what happens. See if he's back out there. Uh, but I'm with you. I don't think sitting loses twice at home. I think it no is way. at home. I don't think they lose back to back games at home. Uh, the next, another RGV matchup, a district matchup, uh, Tulosa Midway and Laferia. Uh, Laferia isn't the Laferia of old, in no. my opinion. Um, when they were making those deep playoff runs, I think they're in a in a dry spot right now. Um, TM's hot, man. They are very hot. And, I'm sticking uh, with the hot man, man. I am too. But you know, we we saw something that was very interesting at that practice last week, and it, it we forgot we forgot that this happened last year, and uh, man, it is paying off, isn't it, Justin? Yeah, I mean, the defense is holding people to about nine points a game and the offense is putting up 30, but the defense holding nine, nine people to nine points a game is uh, our old friend, D.C. at Veterans Memorial. Let's slid on over to TM right now. He was, he's doing a really good job with that defense over there in, the, in Tulsa Midway. Yep, yeah, and and uh, he remembered us, which was cool, right? So, uh, man, he's doing great things with that defense down there. And, and it clicked, right? When we saw him, we are like, oh. Yeah, exactly that was. He was actually doing a really good job running that practice. You know, the, the head coach kind of stepped out of the way and was letting him. I think he's second in charge over there, so he was kind of leading it and taking control. And uh, it, it that would be a good key to why they, I think they're having some good success. They added another really good coach to that coaching staff over there to help them out. Yep, yep. And then we've got we've kind of touched on it already. Victoria East and Miller, right? You you saw the Victoria East team. I think Vic East lost their quarterback. Right, and the quarterback is pretty much the entire team because he's very elusive and he's a big kid. But I want to say he went down last week with a leg injury, so if that's the case, you know that's gonna ha- it's gonna hamper them a lot. They have a lot of athletes, but you know he's the he's the main guy, right? The offense runs through him, so if he's not in it, they're gonna have a hard time moving the ball. And I just you know obviously I think with what Miller's putting on the field right now offensively, they're gonna they're gonna score at will. And then you know when that guy down, I think it's just gonna play right into the defense of Miller's hands. You know what I mean? So. The athletes in the secondary are going to cover, you know, whatever Victoria East is running out there. So I think this is going to be a big win for uh, Miller Bucks. Yeah, I think so too. I'm with you on that. And it just sets one more week for that Thursday night matchup with Veterans Memorial. Yeah, they're not allowed to look ahead. We can look ahead all we want, right? Yeah, they they can't look ahead. One and zero for them every week, but we can we can look ahead, and we think that's going to be the next one. Uh, then the last game we've got is Mathis at Industrial, uh, Vanderbilt Industrial. <laughs> um, Industrial, I think they beat Ganado last or Palacios last week. 
No, Mathis came off the disappointing loss to Palacios last week. Um, And industrial, I'm not sure who they beat last week, but they are 4 1. Was it Goliath last week? I'm going to look. Keep talking. I'm going to look. No, it was either way. You know, to me, it's like the thing with the mat. The thing with Mathis is a real quick. The, the bright spot is Ethan Ibarra, right, running the ball. Yep, he's having a fantastic spot. year, having a great year. Um, huge loss though to Palacios. It just seems like every every year they kind of set themselves back. Man, they get going, they get going, and they set themselves back. And you know, had two good wins. Now they have back to back losses, and it's kind of starting to snowball again for uh, Mathis. So, and I don't think this week gets any easier for them. I think Industrial is going to handle them by a couple scores. They're a good squad. They're four and one. They played some good teams and they put some good stuff on the field so far this year. So I think this is a kind of a bad week for Mathis, uh, if you're a pirate fan, especially. So uh look for look for industrial to take that game, in my opinion. And it, it was Goliad. They beat him 23 to 22. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. So very strong Goliad team if you're who you're talking to, right? So it it, it could be wow, taking jabs at Sergio. Sergio finally makes you sense. Wow. Hey Ryan, how's it going? Uh and so if you guys voted, and, and dude, we are so glad we brought this thing back. It's bringing the interaction back. Uh, our, our player of the week, man, this one was very, very close. Both polls were identical. So, guys, just, just as a reminder, we, we are running this poll uh, at, on two spots. We're running it on Twitter and we're running it on Facebook. So you can vote on each one. Uh, um, but do not forget, I think some people got confused last week uh, because – the Facebook poll, Burnett was leading by a heavy margin, but on the, the Twitter poll, uh, Valerio was leading by a heavy Long margin, line. and it caught, yeah, blew it out of the water. Um, so the Callum folks were asking, well, How come Burnett didn't win? He was leading. Oh, it was on was both leading. spots, and we put that in the post that it's in both locations. So make sure you read through that post all the way. And if you don't read it, we're letting you know now that it is in two spots. Whenever we put this poll up, it'll be on Twitter and it'll be on Facebook. And we combine the results for that because some people don't have Facebook and some people don't have Twitter. Um, But our player of the week is you guys ready? You guys ready? Cutter Stewart. A heck of a game. Yeah, it was very close. I think both polls were like 37% to 36%. Um, Cutter yeah, had an outstanding night on Friday. Justin, do you have those numbers on you? I don't have the numbers on me, man, but he was up for Mr. Texas Football of the Week. He won the Collar Times uh, Player of the Week. Uh, very deserving young man. Uh, Cutter's he's been around the last couple of years. We've covered him. We've had him on here. He's a good kid, and um, you know, hey, get out there and vote for your for your for your kids, man. It, this is huge. It, share it all over Facebook. You know, share it on Twitter. Whatever you can do. Get out there and vote. And, and our voting system is kind of cool, man. You get one vote. That's it. Yeah, There's, you can't. We, it's not like everybody else where you can, you can flood or get a bot. So, you know, we like – we kind of we kind of take some pride in that a little bit. I feel like it's a little more uh, genuine sometimes. And, um, you know, hey, get out there and vote for your guys. That way you can get them up here and we can we can kind of highlight your team and highlight your kids. Yep. Hey, one of the things – I remember what I wanted to talk about now that you say that. Every week we have had – almost every week, maybe except one – We've had a representative from the Coastal Bend up for the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week award. This week yep. we had two. We had Cutter Stewart and Elijah Huff. Again, I think this is his repeat performance on there. You know, he won the Built for Tough uh, Player of the Week after week two, I think. Um, he had another big game, another 300-and-something-yard game. And, uh, you know, Matt McHugh 
commented on there. What's with this? South Texas doesn't have any talent. We're on this on this board every week. And he's right, man. He's right. Maybe maybe folks are finally starting to take notice of what our kids can do down here. Yep. And uh, I hope we have a small part in that. You know, that was our whole goal of starting this thing was to get more exposure for our kids. I think this highlight section reel really helps. We're putting their numbers up. We're putting their names up. People can see these kids actually play. Um, so we hope that helps, man. I mean, that's the goal. Oh, look at that. Huff signed DeAndre Fillmore's record. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he breaks it, AC. Um, oh, oh, he's getting, he's getting close. That was the other thing. Now that you mentioned that. So we joined this new group on Facebook today that uh, Stephen Floyd, who is a long time Cal Allen uh, booster friend, Cal Allenite, Cal Allen head, uh, whatever you want to call it. He started an all South Texas football team group where they essentially from the start of these all South Texas teams. I mean, it, man, I just, he's been posting a whole lot recently and uh, man, it's, it's very interesting to go back and, and look at some of these teams. Like here's the 93 team and just, man, if you go back to 72 South Texas was South Texas, there were people from the RGV on this team with the Corpus teams and up to, I think even maybe Victoria, but uh, it's actually pretty interesting. Yeah. So actually I was, I was, I was scanning through this earlier. I think it was the 1990 team. Can you see, can you see this Justin is up on the screen? It's kind of, it's kind of hard. I gotta, I kind of gotta zoom in on it. uh, Okay. Just go to it, check it out. It's called um, the all South Texas football teams, 1972 to 2021. There's a lot of names on there that you're seeing on sidelines right now, which is actually pretty cool. And uh, I saw Jay Centerfit's name on there as a, as a defensive end, Jay Centerfit, the father of, uh, former vets quarterback Carter Center fit. So, and, and we talked to Jay a lot. Jay's moved on to the Hill Country now, uh, but it's actually pretty neat. And so, go so go check it out. Join this group if you're if you're a football light or football nerd like like we are. It's it's actually pretty neat to go back and see some of these kids. That wins on there. Some of you sitting guys. Eric Garza is on there as, as a kick returner. Uh, man, back in those '90s teams with uh, Gary Davenport there as a head coach. I think he was the head coach back then and sitting when he was taking sitting on those deep runs. Uh, he was a household name that you heard of a lot. He was their kind of do everything. Their kicker, running back, kick returner, punt returner. He kind of did everything. He was only like five, 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 six, little guy. Um, but uh, guys, thanks for tuning in this week. We gained a couple more eye watchers here. We kind of dipped out there a little bit. Thanks for watching again this week, guys. Uh, we will be back next week. Um, when do we go back to work, Justin? Wednesday? Yes. We go back to work Wednesday night. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. We go back to work Thursday night. Thursday night. Okay, so we will be able to do a Wednesday night show again next week. Uh, we will not have to do a daylight show. Uh, so we'll be back next week, next Wednesday, about 8 o'clock. And, uh, guys, bring your questions, bring your comments. Send those highlights in. And, please, if you send them in, send them in as a one and twos. Don't don't send the whole huddle clip because that's why we had a 10-minute video today. Uh, Share it. Share them one to two clips out of your out of your game. Send them in. Parents do the same thing. If your kids don't want to do it, we still haven't received any of those TikTok that TikTok challenge that we put out to the linemen. Guys, we got something coming for you. And you players of the week winners, we have something coming for you. Probably be won't be till the end of the season when we hand them out, but we have something coming for you guys as well. Guys, again, buy the bands. Buy the bands. Yes, buy the bands. We'll put those out again on our group and on our Facebook page. Get the bands. We'll carry them at the games with us. If you guys want to hit us up at the games, we'll have them there too. Guys, again, thanks for watching, and uh, we will see you next week.